Welcome, everybody, to the Anthony and Todd Show, a weekly podcast that critiques and memes music. I'm your host, Vincent, aka New Year, Nude Me. Oh, God, I hope I, not. I say that every year and it gets worse <clears throat> every single time. And I'm joined by my ever tenth co host, my best friend, my pal, my amigo, my Drew, Jonathan, aka Travis Great Scott. <laughs> The delivery is better than I thought that line was going to be. So good job. You're welcome. Uh, this is episode 119 of the Anthony and Todd show, an episode we would like to call. I didn't put anything, so I forgot to. We, put can, a, we put got 20. It's it's finally the year. Richard Dawson. <laughs> it's, it is. It's 2020. It is. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. It's the year of Richard Dawson. Uh, today we're going over uh, some important stuff. Uh and some stuff we forgot to cover from last year, and some stuff from the future that hasn't come out yet, but we are hopeful that it does. Uh, we're going over the latest Jack Boys and Travis Scott album, Jack Boys, the latest... Do you think ten- jacked? No. Uh, the latest Tonight EP 2, and uh, we're going over some anticipated releases for 2020. 2020. And uh, maybe beyond if they don't come out this year, but I'm hopeful they do. Uh, so yeah, that's it for the show. Uh, social plug. If you want to find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you can find us at Anthony and Todd, youtube.com forward slash the Anthony and Todd show, Podbean, <clears throat> Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, search the Anthony and Todd show, find the best of both movie and album reviews. Now let's jack off some boys. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Time to go over the latest Jack Boys and Travis Scott project. Jack boys. Jack boys. Uh, Travis Scott, Houston native. Um, over the years, has kind of made his name through mixing both psychedelia and hip hop with elements of trap and rock, and has succeeded and both failed at that. Uh, he had his legendary album 2015 Rodeo, which is just this perfect blend of rock and hip hop, and just fits all this hazy. Uh, this hazy, hazy and atmospheric sound quality, and it works truly well. I still can't find the action figure from it. <laughs> he uh, followed that up with Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight in 2016, which was less hazy, more unfocused, but still had some great tracks like Goosebumps and uh, In the End with Andre 3000, and then followed that up with Astro World in 2018, which is, in my opinion, his worst album to date. Uh, truly, really unfocused. Had some great hits like Sicko Mode, but which also... Is, which is blown up on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just it just really failed in curation. It just seemed like too much. It was too long. There's too many features. Travis felt lost. He seemed like the most least important variable to that project, in my opinion. And uh, I, I still feel like there's a lot more potential than he has shown us yet. And uh, over the year of 2019, he's been mostly known for putting out some either not interesting loose singles like Highest in the Room or being part of some featuring on some of the worst tracks of the year, a.k.a. Ed Sheeran's Anti-Social, or uh, Chopsticks by uh, Schoolboy Q, uh, both that made our top 10 worst songs of the year list. And Well, according to that one um, one person who literally has in their bio Iggy Stan, um, apparently because we put Iggy in the top 
10 worst as well. We have a trash taste and we're just garbage <laughs> human beings and we suck in general. So, you know, you can't even take our opinion seriously. Yeah. Uh, Travis Scott for the last couple of years has uh, been running this Cactus Jack records company. He's also tried to trademark Cactus Jack, but uh, WWE won't let him because of Mick Foley, uh, hardcore legend going under the name Har- uh, Cactus Jack. So they... It's really weird that he can't copyright that term. See, I feel like with anyone else, I'm like, oh, okay, you looked it up doing your research. I'm pretty sure you just knew this. I knew this. Yeah. Yeah. Just you knew, like, you've probably been following Cactus Jack for years. No, it's like I knew of Cactus Jack, but also this never opened that closet. Has nothing to do with the soundproofing. Does you have a shrine to Cactus Jack (laughs) back there? (laughs) Mick Foley's missing part of his ear is in that closet. Um, Uh, Her sock. The roster uh, of Cactus Jack Records uh, is uh, made up of Travis Scott, Don Tolliver, Sheck West, who had a pretty interesting 2018, then completely dropped off the map in 2019, uh, mostly because of the domestic abuse charges and the fact that he didn't put out another Mo Bamba. (laughs) And then he kind of just fell off the map. Uh, Luxury Luxury Tax and Chase B. This isn't really a highlighting of... Cactus Jack records as much as it's very similar to that Young Thug project back in 2018 uh, Slime Language which was both Young Thug and Young uh, Stoner records Mm. so this is more of a Travis Scott project where he doesn't show up sometimes and it's kind of a compilation it's not really Um, and overall I, I, I think i have more positive things to say than negative on this i don't think it's really a good album by any means but comparative to astroworld i think this is way more tighter i think travis scott has uh some good chemistry at times but he still fails in curation a lot of the other times because like sheck west is completely like just falling off the map because like his performance on this is just so muted yeah sheck west what made him so exciting that he was this big bold surprising personality and on this he's just very quiet and boring uh you have luxury tracks who is just completely just bland middle of the road nothing interesting and i i think over the course of this thing the person who stands out the most besides travis is don Tolliver, who has some pretty decent vocal performances sometimes he's a bit too much he's not the most interesting performer ever he's still pretty generic in some aspects but i think he can he collaborates with travis very well across this entire thing and they blend well um better than some of the other travis travis scott's collaborations like at the end with Gotti, pop smoke just sounds like a, he sounds like dmx with a sinus infection and it, it just doesn't work he's around for way too long yeah it, it just doesn't fit um Maybe, I, I th- maybe that is DMX if a sinus <laughs> Um Maybe maybe DMX wants to keep his career going, but he doesn't want to keep doing it under DMX. He's tired <laughs> of barking all the time, so now he gave himself a sinus infection and he's releasing music again. Uh, some some highlights on here. I think highlights in the room. The collaboration between Rosalie and Travis is great. This like Rosalie's feature, her harmonies with Travis make this track. A uh, little baby's performance on the tail end uh, isn't bad. I, I think anyone could have been in that spot, though. Yeah. Anyone. You could have gotten anyone else in the world. I think that's probably the biggest complaint of, like, a lot of these tracks is sometimes it doesn't feel like the person who's doing it is, like, super necessary sometimes. Yeah. Like, there's, like, 
all most of these tracks have like pretty decent production and they'll have like some standout performances but then they'll have a performance that just kind of feels very generic and like pretty much any random individual could have taken that spot in a minute yeah the great hazy outro uh that transitions from the jack boys uh just very beautiful psychedelic uh atmospheric i think is really nice uh gang gang uh, which says featuring Sheko S, but it's pretty much the most cohesive Cactus Jack, Resser, or Cactus Jack Records posse cut we got on here, is uh, anyone could be in any of these spots. No one seems interesting. Of course, this entire four-minute track, it is one of the most boring posse cuts I've heard in a long while, and uh, yeah, I don't understand why it's here. Had Enough, which is uh, a single off of... Actually, no, I... Yeah, it is. It's a single off Don Tolliver's upcoming record. And I think it actually showcases a good performance from him on the hook. I think Mm -hmm. his verse is a little too much. He's a little bit too flashy. He's a little bit not quick enough. He seems a little bit too cocky and gets too confused in his own verse. Uh, You have you have the dumbass line. It's a rodeo. Go on and touch your toes. I'm going to hit you from the back. And that's as far as it goes. Oh, I'm, you don't touch your toes during a rodeo. If you touch your toes in a rodeo, that means you're probably like bent over backwards after you fell off a bull, and you're probably gonna like die soon. <laughs> uh, Quavo and Offset actually have some pretty uh, interesting performances. I think Offset's pretty solid in his verse. I think Quavo, his auto tune is okay, but he does deliver the really really funny line: "Spike Lee, do the right thing, but she can't get enough of the piping." <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Like, it's it's stupid, but it's great. I, I fucking love that line. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think I think Quavo's pitching is uh, kind of annoying, but I think as far as Amigos um, feature, even though this is more of a Quavo offset feature, there's no uh, takeoff. But it, as as a feature from two of the Amigos, it's pretty decent. It seems they put more effort into it than a lot of the things they do, yeah. which is surprising out West uh, with young thug and, uh, is, is good. I really like this track. I think young thug shows why he's such a fun personality and mm-hmm. why if so much fun was shorter, it was more concise. It could have been a really good album. I think young Thug's a really first fun personality when he actually gets a chance to showcase it in yeah. a proper way and not just like throw away a bunch of trap filler. Um, I think him and Travis have a lot of good chemistry together. I think it works out really well. I love the flute beat. I think it's grand. It's epic. And I think it's really light and fun. Uh, I love the Young Thug line. I'm going to just put a drum on the new Caltech. I'm going to put my cum in her pussy. Now it's wet. (laughs) That's a... I don't think that's bragging. That's the opposite. He, like he 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 made her dry. Yeah, and if that's and the only, if that's the only thing making her wet, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Fug, but you need to <laughs> drastically increase your your sex game. Uh, what to do with Don Tolliver has this really cool uh, portion in the beginning with these uh, kind of similar production to what's on Rodeo with some of the sampling, just very faded, distant sample, which is really nice. I think he collaborates with Thug pretty well, or not with Thug, with Travis pretty well. They work off each other. They feel like they're taking up the same space. I don't think I would like to hear Don Tolliver uh, solo album, but I would like to hear more collaborations with Travis Scott because they feel like they... They work yeah. and mesh There's well. There's some artists who I think just shouldn't be doing solo albums. I think 
they just they work best as being like complementary or as a feature yeah. or part of a group. Because he's, he's when you look at him, there's nothing too interesting, but he does have good yeah. vocals. He's he's a bit nasally. He's a bit rapid. It's a bit fun. Yeah. Uh, and then Gotti with Pop Smoke at the end is just it's very long, and uh, just I don't I don't understand Pop Smoke. I just don't. It, yeah. I don't get it. It's just. It's it's just it's like weird. It's it's just like DMX, yeah. and that's it. Like I I think there may be a better comparison. I've been trying well, like, to think it's of DMX, it. DMX, but it's like slowed down and not in your face, yeah. which is kind of the thing that makes DMX like the thing that scares you about DMX fun. is that he's going to get you. Yeah, he, he's gonna <laughs> give it to you. He's gonna get you. Um. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think there's some good curation. There's some bad curation. Uh, there's some spots where people could have just been removed completely and the track would have felt the same like little baby or Sheck west or anyone on gang gang for exact and pop smoke yeah. um i think travis scott seems like he's putting effort into this he seems yeah. like he's more atoned to himself he seems like he's one of the more crucial features he found of this his project figure. he can <laughs> focus on music again found his action figure i i think he seems more interesting i think he seems uh, more atoned to his own space it doesn't feel like the features are uh, the most important part of these a lot a lot of these tracks is more about the complementariness of how travis interacts with them which is nice mm-hmm. um overall I, I i enjoyed this somewhat i'm feeling uh, uh keeping my mouth scores are, are futile and meaningless right now I, I think this is like a, a five to six yeah six yeah six is a good number for it Six is the loneliest number that you ever know. I thought that was one. Six. Because oh, one, one, one's okay because you can be by yourself. Yeah, that's true. And six is just too much. <laughs> it's like, it's too much, but it's not enough to really be a party. So it's just kind of like, why? <laughs> yep. Uh, speaking of a party, are we going to have a party tonight? No, I work tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> time to go over the latest tonight album. EP. They, EP, how, yeah. How do we... Do- how do we as a society decide what is an album and what is an EP anymore? Because this has more tracks and is longer than Jack Boys, but that's classified as like a compilation album, not a compilation EP. How do we as a society decide this? It's it's really it's not a society, it's more of an artist thing. It's it's stupid. There yeah. needs to like if we're gonna like use the terms extended plays and whatever the fuck LP stands for, I also don't That's why know. we did top fifty projects, not yeah. just top fifty albums. Like if we're gonna be using like those two like classifiers, there should be like a pretty distinct separation. Like novels and novellas are based on page counts. You don't get to decide that like your fifty-page script manuscript is like no, this is a novel. It's like no, that's a novella because it's only fifty pages. You jackass. Uh, we're talking about the latest tonight album or tonight EP two. Uh, tonight is that says I I Captain I I yeah. I can't hear you. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, oh. <laughs> Is it too late to go back to 2019? <laughs> Look, that was the best meme of the last decade. Okay. And it must live on. Okay. Tonight is the duo of Scottish <laughs> producer Hudson Mohawk and Canadian producer Lunas. And uh, they put out an EP back in 2012 called Tonight. So their self-titled debut EP. And I have not heard anything from them until i heard this track serpent so like say, they've like, they've this, this you surely you listen to this we're reviewing it i've listened to this you hear this and you're trying to review it just get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> just get up and leave uh no but they put out an ep 
2012 called tonight and they took an extended hiatus after 2013 uh they were more a, a live duo to begin with and then had some studio sessions put out their ep uh but there's a weird amount of hype behind this duo that because of their mixing of trap electronica bass world music. what world music world music one. especially um and I didn't really know much about him until I heard the single serpent. And then I kind of understood the hype because it's very, here's the thing about this entire EP. It's very simplistic. Yeah. Very like every track is like pretty like repetitive within itself. Like he uses pretty like repetitive loops. Yeah. But here's the thing, the, the polish to this is, and just like the simplistic things of just having, uh, I think on the track, uh, what it is having, the synth in the bass be a part or be like in the same rhythm and be arpeggiated the same way is really nice because it adds this like all entire different dimension to it serpent with like the pitch percussion is just such a nice little tweak it has this kind of world music as style which is nice sounds mm-hmm. like it's almost been playing it on like a, a xylophone um it has this kind of like mind warping state tracks like gimme some are just completely like world baking breaking in their scope very simplistic but like just the the amount of how the 808s or the kicks just kind of destroy the world around you is completely epic uh the sampling on what it is is fantastic the vocals throughout this are sometimes very like screech like Mm -hmm. or like scream like uh, like, like chant like dollars, dollars, yeah, dollars, 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 and then dollars. sometimes they're just very like ad lib like, and sometimes they feel like they're just very like s- simple Vox mm-hmm. like samples that you can get off of like the internet for like cheap, <laughs> and the, just like, but they but they're mixed in with these very like dynamic different yeah. screams and stuff, and they're really interesting how they add depth to revert to some of these samples to make them feel like a different world and sometimes they're flat on purpose and it's the flatness that makes them really interesting yeah it's an ep because not an album or whatever how the fuck we classify things nowadays but like it's an ep that takes it's very simple like basic setups and just basically just takes simplicity and pushes simplicity to like its furthest point where it's still like super artistic yeah beautiful and like at times in your face, at times not as in your face. Yeah, and it's st- it's simple, but it's experimental yeah. too. Uh, how it's minimalism? It's yeah, like experimental minimalist, which is nice, and kind of refreshing. Sometimes. Yeah, I feel like a lot of experimental music nowadays is based on how fucking ridiculous it can be. Like everybody took a look at like Captain Beefheart and was like, nope, this is the only form of experimental that exists anymore. You have to basically just overload your audience with with a bunch of different shit. Yeah. And you forget that, like, you can experiment with pure simplicity, too. Yeah, and that's what this is. It's kind of refreshing. As much as I love Captain Beefheart, like, I do want there to be other kinds of experimentation. Yeah. Uh, there's just great tracks like Serpent, Dollars, Gimme Sun. Gimme Sun has one of the most ridiculous music videos I've ever seen. And, uh, it scared me. You sent it, it to me, and I just I was like, no. It's it's fantastic. I I, thought, I don't think there's any other perfect music I'm, video I'm that pretty, that could have been. When I saw that music video and the like the CGI and the designs, it's like, oh, this is preemptive revenge for cats. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, the music video, if you haven't seen it, I I'd suggest you look it up. But it's essentially uh, two CGI characters of Hudson and Lunas just going through and like rapidly like growing and aging and like they're like babies or toddlers at one point and their heads are super huge it's strange the textures did not match the like 
Polygon count. Yeah. After, like forms, and it was just gross. <laughs> <laughs> but it's perfect because that track is completely like mind melting. Yeah. So, like, as long as you have something that's just completely strange and out of this world, it fits really well to the fits. aesthetic. Yeah. Um, give me some of the terrific track. I can't c- cement that enough. I just love the boldness, the earth shattering nature. It just feels like I feel like I'm just on a trip. I feel like this is just completely like melting my brain until mm. it's some type of primordial soup. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy this. Really I, good. I think it's fun. Uh, yeah. I don't think I have anything else to say. The biggest diss I can have against this is I think it uses too much of the same strong structure, yeah. but that's also the simplicity to it. It also. It could have been a fuller release, mm-hmm. even though it is an EP. But I, I think at the end of the day, you could have called it an album. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think that's the only things they can have against it. It's yeah. simplistic. It's good. Uh, keep in mind, all squares, if you tell them meaningless right now, I'm feeling them like the highest of seven pluses to the lowest of eight minuses. Yeah. Yeah. Seven and a half to eight. Yeah. Uh, and that's it for tonight. Time to get into today future. <laughs> which which is now it's the 2020 is now according to richard dawson the future is now well it's now 2020 so now he's correct yeah uh time to go over our our uh, what most- if he planned on releasing it this year and then he just like boosted that'd be it funny it could, like he was like oh i got i finished this a lot sooner than i thought i would he's like i guess i'm just gonna release it <laughs> Uh, so it's time to go over some of our most anticipated releases. Or not anticipated. No, so. both. I, even like the bad ones I'm anticipating. I guess. Good or bad. Good or bad. These are, the, these are the albums that we know are coming out and we are waiting to hear. Yeah. So we got two sections. We got things that have a solid release date and then we have things that we're either rumors or we're predicting or they don't have an unannounced they have an unannounced release date. But are like officially coming out. The first of these upcoming releases we have is on January 10th with Poppy dropping I Disagree. Poppy recently split from her creative partner Titanic Sinclair who ended up being apparently a huge weirdo. Um, which is good for her because uh, some of the stuff she said he does is not healthy to be around. Yeah, there's, um, there's two kinds of weirdos. There's Poppy weirdo, and then there's just Creeper weirdo. Yeah, um, Poppy is going on a more industrial and metal route on this new project, similar to the last EP. Still, I'm interested. Still, I'm interested. I don't know how I feel about it because I think the like the heavy metal stuff was some of my least liked tracks from that last EP. I think I enjoy it more when she kind of just does like this really off kilter weird pop music if she could like mix the indu- industrial and the pop level i feel like i'd really be into it like all across the board but i don't like hearing that she's going more metal i yeah. prefer she goes more pop uh blood money is a killer single and that's off this forthcoming record yeah. i'm really interested in it uh january 17th we have ajj with good luck everybody my probably most anticipated release of this year i love uh, yeah the folk I, punk say of strange indie rock group AJJ, formerly known as Andrew Jackson Jihad, uh, they put out some killer singles, a poem, and uh, Mega Guillotine 2020, which if, if you haven't heard the song or seen the music video accompanying to great. it, see it. It's one of the most uh, childish, uh, kind of calming, but also uh, bluntly political tracks you'll hear all year talking about how we should just murder politicians. Yeah. With- <laughs> we need a good folk punk album. We haven't had a good like actual folk punk. We've had like some anti-folk mix of pop punk. Yeah. This is a hopefully going to be like a nice solid folk punk. And apparently album. this is 
a very political album. Which makes sense. So AJ I hope and the time frame that it's being made. I hope it's uh good. I'm really excited I'm, for it. I'm really I've yeah. been hyping up a new AJJ album since they put out Back in the Jazz Cop and yeah. Back in the Jazz Cop and back in twenty seventeen. Yeah, I save all the albums that have like official announcements, official release dates, like these are one hundred percent definites. It's up there of my most anticipated. Yeah. Uh, not number one for me personally. Yeah. Uh, next week, uh, also on January 17th, Algiers has This Is No Year. I'm really excited to get into the mix of gospel or industrial or even more just industrial this time. Uh, very political act, Algiers. Uh, Miramasa is releasing RYC, Raw Youth Collage, with uh, some interesting singles to it the most important being uh deal with it with slow tie which is a fantastic track which he outdoes uh a sleeper mods type style and it's uh basically we just need slow tie to spend like not his every aspect of his career but like at least like once a year he just needs to release at least one sleeper mods-esque song just to constantly remind sleeper mods how good they could be if they didn't just suck so hard <laughs> Uh, on also on January 17th Mad Lib and Oh No who I didn't know I may have known at one point and I just forgot about it they're brothers oh are they? yeah I didn't know that sure. uh, they're coming together as the professionals and dropping a project on January 17th really excited for that two top notch producers Oh No's instrumentals on a long red hot Chicago uh, long red hot California night or is it Compton uh, long red hot summer night that's what it is uh, we're top notch and brilliant and uh, Mad Lib is one of the greatest producers of all time so that, that could be fantastic mm -hmm. uh, January 24th Andy Schaff is dropping the Neon Skyline Andy Schaff is a indie rock artist that put out in 2017 a fun little quirky album called The Party which took place it's a concert album that took place over the course of one party it was really fun really light um, and I'm hoping this may be good he also put out something I think called Fox Warren and Side Project that wasn't really interesting so hopefully this is good if it's good We'll cover it uh february 7th hmltd Ooh. west of eden uh post-punk act london post-punk back right? not i don't think they originated it, from london but they i think that's where they kind of centralized themselves yeah. now at this point uh putting out their debut studio album i'm really interested there's been some killer singles coming out of this and i hope they really cement their space yeah. as one of the most forward uh character pushing acts and post-punk yeah they seem this is going to be an interesting album it's got a lot of singles that pretty much like going for the track list like there's songs that have been released like pretty much throughout their entire career um whether they released as singles or they were part of um other eps there's a track on here that's an actual studio recording of a song that's been one of their live staples from the very beginning that they've never done an official release of and the way they talk about the album it sounds like this is an album they've pretty much spent their entire existence working towards so it's going to be nice. I feel like it's going to get a wide range of their musical tastes, their interests, because they have a very wide range. You yeah. can hear it on their various releases up to this point. So, yeah. uh, Also on February 7th, this is this is going to be a good bad one. This is going to be great. Uh, oh. Green Day, Father of All Motherfuckers, which apparently I did, I, I've been hearing some stuff about this. This is just so they can release a, release a contractual deadline. Yeah. So it's probably gonna be bad. Man, that's such a punk it's thing either, to do. It's either gonna it? be it's either, it's either gonna be bad or it's gonna be metal machine music. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it's metal machine yeah. music. Green Day is just <laughs> fucking hate that band. <laughs> like, <sighs> I just fucking hate them. I saw them at the they performed at the Game Awards, and I sat there. I'm like. I used to like this as a kid. I don't understand why. I like. I can. I kind of get why people like their like first album, like Dookie. 
or like that's probably not their first, but like I get why they like that era. It's like for pop punk, it's like it's not shit. Yeah, but like anything after like American Idiot, like fucking why? <laughs> Honestly, including American Idiot, fucking why? Uh, February fourteenth, Valentine's Day, we have Bombara with Stray. So romantic. <laughs> yeah, <it's> so romantic. <laughs> Bombara after dropping their last album, Shadow, Shadow of everything. everything. Yeah, uh, are coming through with a very probably dark album based if, on if it's follow-up to what their last one was and I'm the sp- one before that they've been really hammering in these like very dark moody albums kind of capturing the essence and the feeling of like these decaying decrepit towns their album before shallow narrowing is kind of just about the underbelly of new york and then their other ones about the darkness of this like horrible small town that's slowly just going under and everybody's just like dying and yeah so i'm i'm curious to hear what this is the first single they released off it though this was more of an upbeat song so like it could be a more happier album. A happier or maybe a more balanced in terms of narrative yeah so um also on february 2014 tame impala is so rush kevin parker giving us another tame impala album and i'm kind of really underwhelmed with all the singles that have been not yeah. that they've been bad they've just been like normal yeah <laughs> they they haven't like been interesting or synthetic they've just been really bland and straightforward mm-hmm. there isn't like an atmosphere or brooding sense like uh, a lot of the tracks on currents had or even electronic sense it just seems very bland yeah. um but it could be good it could be good their last <laughs> single was their best single by far so it could be interesting hollywood undead new empire volume one jonathan put this on the list uh, I, I don't want to cover this. I Hollywood Undead is such a bizarre group. They're bizarre. And when I put, like, I did a list of, like, things of, like, things I want to see. Um, things are definitely coming out. And then the list of things is, like, things I think are going to be shit. And then my just why. <laughs> and this was in my why section. And I, because I don't know what I want from this band anymore. <laughs> Because I want more of that Charlie Sheen song. <laughs> because like throughout their entire career, like they have just terrible albums. And within their terrible albums, they have like some really good songs, like shockingly good songs for what the band is, and some fucking hilariously bad ones, and then a lot of just mediocrity. And I don't know where I want them to go. Do I want them to try to be good? Do I want them to just become fucking hilariously bad? I don't know what I want from this band, but I'm curious to see if they ever actually go anywhere completely uh on february 24th 24th yeah 24th uh on february 21st we have the 1975 with notes on a conditional form oh god uh could be good could be bad it's It's, either gonna be good or bad yeah it can't be anywhere in between I i don't think they're capable of going back to their first two albums and just making mediocre but sometimes enjoyable like pop rock i think now they are only going to exist in like two states and that's either shit or good yeah so it's either gonna be um hope we make it is that what it was yeah Yeah, love it if we um, love it if we made it or that shitty uh trap song that they had and it was a trap it was uh Shitty auto-tune, at yeah. least. I can't remember anything of the last and album. I moved that one, put low, so I moved that one up there with it. So. Um, after that, Grimes, uh, Mrs. Elon Musk. <laughs> There's a photo. I'm going to see if I can put it on screen to post. But uh, uh, when we're talking about the Travis Scott album... I don't know why this popped up in the Genius page, but there's a photo of Travis Scott with Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, Elon Musk, and Grimes. 
and no one looks like they want to be in the photo besides Kim Kardashian. Grimes looks disgusted that she's even in the photo. Elon Musk looks like he's just like completely lost his marbles. He he looks like he's just stoned out of his mind. Travis Scott does not want to be there. He's hiding his face. I feel like is Grimes just in it for the money? That's the only thing that makes sense to me. <laughs> is she like found an easy payday? <laughs> Fruit Elon. Get that money, though. Get that money, girl. Um, Grimes, I'm not too familiar with the work. I know the huge singles like Oblivion and We Appreciate Flower. This could be good. From what I hear, uh, people who, from here, from people who've listened to Grimes before, you either love it or you hate it. You either think it's pretty mediocre or you think it's future invented pop or huge uh inventive pop so i'm interested yeah. uh february 28th we oh, have don't forget that one i actually put the wrong which one uh wreckmeister oh wreckmeister harmonies we love to look at the current i have no idea what this is oh wreckmeister harmonies are they're like a imagine someone took like old like chanted music like the old like christian like oh that shit and then mixed it with like metal and ambient music so just but this one also has Jamie Stewart collaborating on a couple tracks. This oh. one is purely a what the fuck is this going to end so up? So is being? it just is it just oh fuck what's that band? I can't think of it. Fuck the band that combines uh like spiritual no spirituals with black metal. Oh uh, yeah, you t- keep telling me about. That I can't band. remember I the name of it. To look them up. Oh, I couldn't even think of the name of the project. It's going to come to me at the worst possible time. It doesn't really matter. Right they're a great band yeah uh, but yeah but so like this is just kind of i they released a single already that had jamie stewart as like listed as like a collaborator including like some of some more like electronic type stuff and this is an album i'm just like deeply deeply like what the fuck is this gonna actually end up being yeah. uh on february 28th wahada is coming back uh that is the team of reggie watts of comedy bang bang fame and also james corden show fame and uh electronic producer john tejada uh with the album don't like the don't let get you down um this is their brain feeder debut so flying records label mm-hmm. and i'm interested in it flying records do you mean flying lotus flying lotus flying lotus's record label brain feeder um, their last album, Casual High Technology, was interesting, nice, suspratic, and uh, improvised vocals from Reggie Watts. Speaking a ton of gibberish, like all of he says is nonsense, and it's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and some very basic production from Tejada that complements Reggie's bold personality so well. Um, for this next album, I'm hoping for a little bit more depth overall. Um, not lyrical depth, but at least production depth. Um, and I'm interested in this. It could be good. Brain Feeder is a huge label for Electronica, so maybe they f- they're going to find their stride on this. Yeah. Um, after that, another one I do not want to listen to. Five Finger Death Punch, F8. So Five Finger Death Punch sucks. They always have. Yeah. They always will. However, when they've been talking about this album, they're like, yeah, this is a new era of the band. We're going to be trying something new. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is going to be fucking hilariously bad. <laughs> After this, March 6th, Mark Kozloff with Ben Bull and Jim White are coming out with Mark Kozlik with Ben Bull and Jim White, too. Mark oh. Kozlik of Sunkill Moonfade. Very verbose at his old age. And uh, I'm just really interested in anything he does yeah. because he's just super he's just super self-aware in his own bullshit now it's, that it's... At this point, it's just curiosity. It's like, I didn't enjoy Sunkill Moon, but I really enjoyed that other album he released last with, year. With Petra, always, yeah, with, with Petra Hayden. Yeah, the yeah. Joey always smiled. So... 
It could be good. Yeah, it could be good. It could be bad. I'm anytime Mark Kozalik is releases anything at this point, I'm at least gonna give it a shot. Yeah. Whether or not I'm going to ever want to listen to it after that first time I listen to it, who the fuck knows? Yeah. But it's interesting. Uh, March 13th, the Districts. You know I'm not going anywhere. Districts are a fun little uh, indie rock alternative band. They're part of a fun little album in 2017, Popular Manipulations. Uh, they're not anything super special, but they put out the terrific single, Ordinary Day, which is so frail and lively. Um, their last album was fun. I hope this is just light and fun. Nothing mm-hmm. more. Just some just, just some nice little fun. Not anything bold. I don't think this is going to move mountains or anything or be yeah. uh, bold by any means, but I hope it's just a fun little album. Uh, May 15th, Weezer is putting out Van Weezer. It's going to be so bad. <sighs> They're doing Stadium. Okay, so me and Trevor are the only two people who like the Black Album, and we're part of the minority that thinks the Teal Album's fun. Um... But this just sounds too gimmicky to me. Like, more gimmicky than a covers album. Yeah, this is going to be just fucking... I don't understand the gimmick to this, like, stadium rock. I don't... It could be It could be interesting for all I know. Honestly, I'm going to give it a shot, but... Um, I'm, yeah, I'm I think ex- it's going to be hilariously bad. I think at this point, Weezer's just trying anything to stay relevant. Yeah, but even when they try, I think they come out with, like, albums I enjoy. Like, yeah. white and black. Um, even, uh, what is it? Pacific Daydream was terrible, but it had like a one good song on it. So this could have a good song on it if it's terrible. And then finally, Moses Sumney with Gray also on May 15th. Moses Sumney's artist I'm not super familiar with, but when I hear him pop up in a a track or a loose single, uh, I'm really interested in his frail, uh, otherworldly performance. And I'm really interested to see what he's going to bring to the table on uh, when he has more eyes watching him because he Mm -hmm. was on the James Blake album last year and i think that gave him more recognition uh than he had in the previous year because he dropped uh, an album 2018 2017 i think yeah that was really high regarded by a lot of people okay this next section good rumors predictions unannounced release dates nothing in this is truly official but some we, are more official than others. others um we divided this into three sections good eh, and bad and uh we're gonna start off the good first one Run the Jewels, Run the Jewels 4, the team Killer Mike, LP, are going to put out their fourth collaboration. I hope it's... Oh my god, sorry for burping. You should I, be. Yeah. I hope How it's... How dare you ever, I hope ever it, show any form of flaws yeah. or human characteristics. Yeah. You are I, to be a robot. You speak what is on the page and that is all. I hope it's large... Super political, super in your face, super punchy, super bold. And I hope they drop one of their largest or largest and loudest records to date. I hope I'm really excited for this. Also, Idols are apparently in studio with Kenny Beats. I don't know how this makes any sense. Joe Talbot uh, confirmed during a Beats one radio show uh, with what's his name that I can never remember uh, that he's that's Kenny Beats is part of this album. And if Idols wasn't punchier enough, they're about to get punchier i don't think this is gonna be like a trap album by any means or anything like that but kenny beats does bring a certain level of punchiness to the table and a certain bold mask which is really nice they spent a lot of like last year like talking about being in studios and posting fans on their instagram of like them in studios i feel like this is an album they've been working on for a while I don't think Kenny will be a part of the whole album. No, I he's think not. He's probably going to have like a track, maybe two. Yeah. I think hopefully they're, or maybe they're probably taking kind of like the slaves route with their last EP where they're going to try to be mixing in some like newer, like 
punk elements the way like Slotai. Yeah, I hope I hope failed. I know this is probably a bold wish, but I hope Slotai is part of this album. Oh, that'd be fucking. (laughs) And I hope I think they've like interacted. Yeah, they've interacted before, but uh. They both are aware of each other. Yeah, like I um, think Idols like when um Slotai won like some award last year, Mer- like the British like um, no. Joe Talbot or something like send him like a congrats. For yeah, him. I I hope I that'd be that'd be really cool if yeah. it was because that'd be a great collaboration. Yeah, but I, I, it's it's kind of a pipe dream. Yeah. Uh, next, we're going into our top dog entertainment section with uh Kung Fu Kenny. Where has he been? Where is he coming back? He's been releasing damn, but backwards. <laughs> is he? He's he, working he has, on new ways of releasing damn. Maybe he's going to just try changing the order, like just moving them around. Um, it's very well known that I love to pimp butterfly and kick Matt City, and I really am mixed Who doesn't? on damn. Uh, damn, damn is a good album, but it's also a bad album. The layout's terrible. Damn is. It's confusing. The weird thing, like, so, like, Good Kid, Mad City, like, Pimp Up Butterfly, like, they're albums that, like, benefit much more heavily from being, like, a full album. The individual tracks sometimes don't always stand on their own as, like, an individual listen. They usually have to be part of the greater picture. Whereas Damn, like, it seems like it's an album made up of, like, singles and bangers. Like, it's, but, like, the tracks feel more independent of the rest of it. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a prediction I hope I'm not right on, but uh, I hope... I, I have a feeling this Kendrick album is going to be bad. And let me explain my reasoning. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with going for more poppy aesthetics. Kendrick has had a hand in both the last Schoolboy Q album and the last J-Rock album. Both that have been their worst to date. So. Maybe Kendrick should just not make more. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that, like, I don't... I have a hope that he just doesn't go down a basic trap rock like Schoolboy Q or just be completely... Uh, maybe, horny maybe that or cheesy like J Rock system, but maybe I hope I hope it's worthwhile. Yeah. If we get a Kendrick Lamar album, I want it to mean something at this point. Yeah. Um, after that, SZA hasn't put out anything since 2017's Control, and I'm really hoping she does because I think she, even though I love Control, I think there's so much room to grow, and I love her sultry performance. I think she's very intimate, very kind in her lyrics, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited for that. I hope she drops something this year. Mm. Absol, probably the second best lyricist on Top Dog under uh, Kendrick. I hope he drops something. He's been away for a little bit too long, and I think he's due another album. Uh, after that, two artists that I think need to re- release an album this year. Not together, but uh, just I, in general. Just in general, these two artists have been just teasing their next records for so long, and they both put out projects in 2017 that were very important to mm. the restructuring of their careers. Of course, I'm talking about both Frank Ocean and Childish Gambino. Didn't Childish Gambino already announce like a new album? Some of those like Songs of Summer are supposed to be singles from, and then it just never yeah. materialized. Yeah, because I, I think they're not going to be singles for that anymore. Yeah, yeah. I hope not. They, they, I didn't want a whole album of that. It's fine. It makes more sense when you watch uh, Guava Island. Yeah. Guava Island, like, makes it, makes you love those tracks. Um, Frank Ocean, he's been put out singles in 2019. Um, none of them are really interesting. No. They're pretty bland. Um, and it's, like, even more, like, less uh, characteristics that were on Channel Orange because Channel Orange at times he seemed a bit dull but it was his voice and mm-hmm. just like the beauty of it that made it spoke out and these just seemed like isolated and cold yeah. just not worth uh, any emotion as like Blonde and Endless had 
Gambino, uh, I hope we're getting more Atlanta this year. I think. Yeah. So that's Thank good. God. And also, I think they're filming two seasons back to back, which is nice. So we we'll yeah. get another season next year, which is good. Yeah, they'll, they'll be a little closer. So I, I hope both these artists drop uh, music in 2020. Uh, next, Rage Against the Machine, My Chemical Romance. They're they're reuni- reuniting. Doesn't necessarily mean an album. Yeah. Both for of one, these. I hope no. For one, I hope yes. Um, Guess I could, which ones are which. I guess which one? I don't know. I really hope Rage Against the Machine does not make another album. Yeah. Uh, Rage Against the Machine is a band that I fucking adore. Vincent, not so much. Um, I like them, but I just I think they have their time and place. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. I was like, <laughs> but they existed at a very specific point in the development of like rap rock, yeah, new metal, yeah, the mixture of punk and hip hop. And it's a time frame that they should not have left and should never leave. It's fun to look back on. It's fun to listen to now. But yeah, um, one of them collaborated on 93 Punks. So clearly they've all lost their edge at this point. <laughs> um, and they just they should reunite. They should yeah. play the hits. They should do a tour. They're doing Coachella with apparently Travis Scott. And of Frank course Ocean. they're fucking doing Coachella. Yeah. I, yeah, that doesn't scream not at all. That's totally what Rage Against the Machine stood for <laughs> back in the day. Fucking Coachella. Yeah. But um, yeah, they should do tours. They should play the hits. Yeah. But they should not write or release anything new. They should rage against the machine. They, they, <laughs> yeah. And uh, my comical romance, I hope we just get some good email. Yeah. It's 2020. We need to start off the year right in our feels with some good email. Yeah. And that's it. And like, let's be honest here. Like they left off out of on a note where they had seemed like they had so much more potential. Like Black Parade was like so big. And then the other album that came after it wasn't as big, but like it was still good and it was fun. And what was it like? The Fabulous Lives of Killjoys. Whatever the fuck that was. It was too goddamn long to remember. But like, the Black Parade is still one of like the best rock albums in like the past like since like the two thousands began. It's an amazing rock album. And then they just did. They're like, no, we're done. Yeah. And it's it's it was too early. Yeah. What did we get from it afterwards? We got that fucking Gerard Way and fucking Dead Mouse fucking collab. Fuck that. Get goddamn good at emo what's, rock what's, what's better, that or the, uh, what is it? The uh, Skrillex and... Corn. Corn. <laughs> Which one's better? Technically speaking, Gerard Way and <laughs> Dead Mouse, but on a, like, what the fuck level, <laughs> Skrillex and Corn. Uh, next, an artist that, uh, I, I hope she drops something, but I think at this point it's kind of unlikely. Yeah. Uh, no Name, who is a Chicago rapper, Chicago MC, uh, recently has stated she kind of wanted to take a break after realizing, uh, being disgruntled with the way she views her own fan base, being mostly a white crowd instead of uh, a more black heavy crowd, which she wants, which is, I completely understand because she, if she feels her, her music's being gentrified, yeah. it's okay. Um, but I also don't want her mind like hers going to waste. I, I mm. hope she does something in 2020 to improve whether it's in music or not. I, yeah. I hope she improves in 2020 and gets better. Mm-hmm. And I hope at some point she puts out new music because she's a very intimate, relatable, uh, beautiful, but also upfront mind. I, I just think she's absolutely lovely. Yeah. Uh, next, I need some good pop punk. I need some good alt rock, some 
crazy, unorthodox charisma. What are you talking about? We have good pop punk fucking green day. No, I'm talking about Mr. Jeff Rosenstock. He needs to put out a new album. I'm really excited for that. He's put out anything since 2017 or 2018 with Post and that Antarctica Vespucci record. I hope he's put something out this year. Uh, next, MGMT just released uh, a new record label. I hope they put out something that uh, I think that's very possible to put out a single in an afternoon, which is uh, great. Uh, after that, West Side Gun and Mad Lib are confirmed to make a project. And apparently this is West Side Gun's last year of making music. He oh, says damn. he's done after this. So I hope he goes out swinging with yeah. the greatest producer of all time. And they've collaborated before on Fly God is an Awesome God mm-hmm. with some killer tracks. And I hope this is a very solid project. I hope what he did with Freddie Gibbs in that same manner. Um, kind of taking someone who's out of his element and making it work. I think he could do the same thing because they're kind of they're cut kind of from the same cloth, but they're more like West Side Guns, just really unpredictable and strange. Yeah. Uh, it isn't like a genius level character like Doom or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope it's a good pairing. Also, Madlib has an album with Freddie Gibbs coming out, another album called Montana. So, that so be good. that could be interesting. I, that one I don't think will probably come out this year, but I, I, I hope we can we, hope we get it sooner rather than later. Uh, next, Playboy Cardi, whole lot of red. This has been rumored for so long. That's, I need some just how much more red could it be? I need some just annoyingly fun mumble rap, some just completely hazed mm. out of your mind mumble rap. Uh, I would love that in 2020. Uh, Open Mike Eagle hasn't put out anything in a while besides the Comedy Central show and the album that corresponded with that. Mm. I hope he puts out uh, some not comedy music because it's comedy music but also it's like political in a sense yeah. that album but uh i mean i, I hope he puts between being funny and a comedy album. yeah um but i hope he puts out music under just his own name yeah. uh in 2020 uh brock, brock hampton. hampton they've released an album every year since their debut so, so like it's probable yeah and they, apparently they only got two more albums left and then they're done well i mean they said that the saturation trilogy was the end of it too so who the fuck knows at this point it, uh, could, it could literally be one album it could be it could be ten at this point who the fuck knows uh, after that tira whack uh put out some terrific singles last year uh and then the year before that she put out whack world the fun uh strange r&b project very uh sugary performance and i hope she puts out just weird wonders in 2020 uh benjamin clementine the spoken word uh contemporary classical artist uh avant pop artist uh we me and trevor reviewed his album in 2017 i tell fly one of the strangest fucking records i've ever heard um i hope he needs to put out something this year because I, I think he gets stranger with every release and i hope this next one is just one of the weirdest things i've ever heard uh next Gorillas are a, a Damon Albarn associated project. Uh, Damon Albarn said he was going to do another Gorillas album after the next Good, the Bad, and the Queen album. We got that Good and Bad the Queen album, so I think it's time for Gorillas if we get it. Mm. Uh, that's possible. Uh, Jonathan wants a Day to Remember album. It's not like it's already like released. It's official. It's coming out. They just don't have a an out, like a release date for it yet. Um, Day Remember, one of the few bands that came from like the post hardcore mix of screamo thing that like is enjoyable outside of like the like looking back on it with a weird form of like stupid nostalgia like they actually have solid tracks or a solidly produced solidly like formed band and they're just they're usually kind of shat on just because of the genre they came out of i think a little unfairly but they mix post-hardcore screamo and pop punk in a very unique way non their last few albums haven't been as good as their earlier ones but 
given that the last post-hardcore album I reviewed last year was fucking Refused. <laughs> I need a good post-hardcore <laughs> album for this year. Uh, next is Shame, who I have no idea who is. Uh, Shame came out like two years, two to three years. I think it was 2017 or 20... I think it was 2017. They did um, an album and it was really well-received. It was a good kind of throwback punk. It had a lot of elements that remind me of The Clash in it. And ever since then, they haven't really done anything, but They've been doing some posts on Instagram lately. They talked about being in a studio, but it was like kind of jokingly, so I can't tell if they're actually making new music or if they're just fucking with people. Both I would believe. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that they have another album out because we don't get enough early punk throwback albums. Uh, next is Jamie Stewart or, or you skipped one. no uh, oh, Slaves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had that EP where they're trying some new things. I the feel Velvet like, Rope. Yeah, I feel like they're. Was it the Velvet Rope? That was. Velvet Ditch. Velvet Ditch, yeah. yeah. I feel like they're planning on some kind of new album for yeah. this year. Um, they are trying some new things out, seeing what works, what doesn't work, and they'll hopefully come off a good, solid album. Yeah. Uh, next is Shushu or a Jamie Stewart Sushi Project. Uh, they put Shushu put out Girl with Basket of Fruit last year. Jamie Stewart also did the XXL collaboration. So, uh, do you not know about that? So, Jamie Stewart and some Italian guy, I always forget his name, but his name begins with an L. Um, have a collaborative band called XXL because X for the two X's for Shushu and the L for whatever that guy's name is. They probably they do like Shushu produced and then Italian like spoke like the vocalist like yeah. albums and they're pretty good. They did one of those last year, but it didn't get any recognition like none of the other XXL albums have. Yeah. Um, Jamie Stewart works so consistently, so furiously that he's pretty much always releasing something every yeah. year so. i don't think i want a new sushi album this year i, I want i want a jamie i want stewart. a jamie stewart associated project but yeah. he doesn't need to release anything this no. year I, think I, he's I, I don't think he needs to but like it's just with patterns with yeah. how furiously he's working he almost always releases something every year so. yeah uh next is heavy lungs uh we we need more just great punk music just great good old-fashioned hardcore and i hope they put out a full album this year yeah they, they their did. last P ep was a little underwhelming the one previous was really solid so yeah. i hope they put out a, a solid record yeah. um something worthwhile yeah, they, they did two eps in one year that usually if a band does that's because they're gearing up for like an at least in like another ep or an album yeah. they've, they've got a lot of momentum going into this year so hopefully that yeah. turns into a solid uh, album uh next denzel curry he released zoo last year apparently there's something better in the midst as rumored yeah. so i i hope he puts out a full project God, a full lure project that, that punk album that we were talking about i don't think i think that boat's come and gone <laughs> yeah i hope i part of me still hopes yeah i i don't think the world's ready for that uh, i am my uh, body is ready uh next kanye west will he drop something he will put it? out his, his sunday service choir put out that uh gospel album which is pretty interesting i think uh I, he could be quiet this year he could not um it's hard to tell with him I, I, I don't think we're definitely not getting that Dr. Dre collaboration. That is Jesus's uh, King 2. We're definitely not getting that. No, that's that is 100% not going to happen. Yeah. If it's officially announced like way ahead of time, it's not actually going to happen. happen. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, it's Kanye. You never know when he's going to release something. You never know when he's going to release like four albums in a year. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so could be good, could be bad either. Because maybe Jesus's we'll, King wasn't great. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll go back and get. I guess less crazy Kanye. Kanye's no. always crazy. No, Kanye's always crazy. I think Jesus is King. He wasn't crazy though. He was. I think he was more crazy outside than inside. Cause like usually there's a balance where like Kanye is less crazy in his music. Yeah. But he's still like his, his outside persona is way more louder. Um, 
this album, it just seemed like he was just really tamed and yeah. not interested. And then sometimes he was really bold and annoying, and it just didn't match. Yeah. Um, I was talking like out, like just general Kanye, cause like yeah. this, but this was released under full MAGA. Like, yeah. you can't have premarital sex if you're working on this album, Kanye. This is my wife's a model, and I'm telling her to to dress differently, Kanye. Like this is I'm forcing Grime to take photos. Yeah, Kanye. this is this is full fuck off, Kanye. <laughs> like, go take your meds again. Yeah, go get help. Yeah. Uh, next section uh is the eh section. Eh. These could be good, they could be bad, or they could just be eh. Yeah. Uh, first one is King Cruel. King Cruel put out a really interesting album in 2017, The Ooze, that just ended up being bad. Uh. It had some really good concepts with jazz punk, or is it mm-hmm. punk jazz? Which one of the two is it? I think it's jazz punk. Jazz punk. And uh, some post-punk. Oh, wait, no, jazz Im- punk is a video game. So it's punk jazz. Probably, yeah. Punk <laughs> jazz and post-punk influence. But he just kept on being really moany and over-dramatic. Uh, you have the weekend, after that, the weekend with Chapter 6, which is apparently coming out, which could be good it could also be bad the singles weren't the most terrible thing i've ever heard and i'm usually not a fan of the weekend so maybe it's good a yeah. uh, little uzi vert eternal take has to finally come out at some point he, he has to drop an album if he doesn't like what's the point uh the last I think at this point it's just a mess of people i think it's, it would be funny if he did but like, i think he get like sued by some like fucking like the heaven's gate people yeah, because of like the album cover. Yeah, I, honestly, I feel like at this point, this entire existence of this album is just a giant troll. I, I, but he's dropped. He dropped a recent single, Fatigal. Is Suffle. it? Is it from the album? Is it something he just recorded after the fact? He's like, I could just say this is a single. Who the uh, fuck knows? Whatever, at this point? whatever it is, that last single he dropped was actually pretty decent. He showcased yeah. a lot more character than he has in previous tracks, so it could be good. Uh, next, the Killers employing the Mirage. My Killers- question is, are they finally going to release an album or a song? That's not from their first album that anyone gives a shit about. <laughs> well, their last album wasn't interesting, but the singles that dropped, uh, Run For Cover and The Man, were really good. And then everyone forgot about them to keep talking about Mr. Brightside <laughs> and all the other fucking so, shit. So, uh, Killers don't really drop solid albums, but if I get a single or two, it's all it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, Rihanna is dropping a project apparently called R9. Uh, she's also apparently... I think she stole that from Five Finger Death Punch releasing F8. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, apparently she's also there's a rumor she's pregnant so that also could happen Uh, I hope she drops some she hasn't dropped anything in a while and uh, her last album Anti was not good and uh, I hope she shows her worth at least musically Mm -hmm. Um, and thinking of someone who should show their worth musically Lady Gaga I like Joanne I thought it was a fun project I I think it was okay overall I, I think tracks like A Million Reasons were completely great ballads I think Going for a more country s style or a more folky style really works for her in some aspects. She also did the Stars Born soundtrack, which the tracks I heard off that are not really interesting. So like maybe the movie. I didn't watch the movie. It's, I just heard the boring song. Here's the thing about a Stars Born the movie. Do you know like that's a movie that's been remade like five fucking yeah. times? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, what's the fucking point of this? <laughs> like you're not fucking the fame. You'll need to be remade that many times. You don't get better each time. <laughs> uh, next, we have Ozzy Osbourne, who is apparently releasing an album in January. I heard the single, first single from it. It's honestly not that bad. Yeah, but like my main question is, how is Ozzy still able to sing? He can't even <laughs> fucking talk. 
<laughs> I think the only words he should be able to know is Sharon. <laughs> I'm pretty, I, yeah, I feel like at this point, the only thing he I've ever heard him say that I can make out is Sharon and fuck. See, here's the weird thing about it is like he's all of a sudden really important to a lot of people. And like, I guess the Post Malone feature that he had yeah. really like showed people that he's a thing. So like all of a sudden, like people are hyping this up. I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> Like the single isn't that bad. Like, like I, I yeah. think it's okay. But like the only time like a recent Aussie fan or in general like made sense for people to give a shit about was the last Black um, Sabbath. Yeah, Black. I don't know why I fucking wanted to say Black Flag, but I knew that was wrong. That's why I did. And I was like, yeah, the last Black Sabbath album because that was the time when like the original lineup came back together. Yeah. Was it good? Not really. Yeah. But it was important if you're a Black Sabbath fan. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the bad section. I'm gonna rush no, through we, these. We, hey, we have one more. Oh, Deep Purple is also making a, another album. Deep Purple, the band famous for "Smoke on the Water" and all the other times people reference "Smoke on the Water." Why, why do you? Why do you? Why do you put this bullshit in my in my notes? Because please, please stop. I, like it's look. Deep Purple was at the time along with Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath, one of the biggest names in like hard rock. And then the people stopped giving a shit. <laughs> and I guess they like saw the success of fucking uh fuck, I always forget their name, the the Led Zeppelin ripoff. Oh, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, Greta Van Fleet. They're like, people give a shit about this 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 genre of music again, and they're gonna try to make a comeback. It's gonna fucking fail. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. Um and then finally, bad, these are gonna be bad albums. I just know it in my bones. These are just gonna be bad. Uh, the first one is a, a man who dominated our worst projects 2019 list with not just one, but two, two projects in the top spot. Uh, that is Logic with this new album apparently coming out called No Pressure, which is uh, alluding to the, his first, I think his debut studio pro album, Under Pressure, which is probably his best project. It's his most tolerable. It has some good tracks on it, but I, I think... I, I don't think this is going to be good. No, this is definitely going to be bad. bad. Like it's he's like, he's at a career trajectory where he's not coming back. Yeah. Like there's no, you, there's you point. You can't of release two albums that horrible in one year and come back from that. Even to like um, mediocrity. Like, like you're like, not kid Cuddy. You can't recover <laughs> from your speeding bullet. To you heaven. can't just go from like four range to like near 10. Like yeah. that's not possible. Um, Miley Cyrus is dropping two more EPs. Jesus fuck. Along with the first one she dropped last year, that make an album called She Is Miley Cyrus. Um, it's gonna be bad. If it's supposed to be like a companion to the other one, yeah, it's gonna be fucking terrible. It's it's Catitude is like a firm track on it. Oh fuck me. So you get to hear some more Roll Paul. Uh, Die Antword uh, is dropping an album called Twenty Seven. I've never listened to a Die Antword project in my life. I've only heard brief snippets of songs i do not understand them i want to dive deep into a project and just see the fucking insanity the here's nonsense the, here's the thing of the, the ant word i think it's supposed to be pronounced the ant word i don't give a fuck yeah i think they have a lot of potential but they don't give enough of a shit to use that potential because like they could do like weird bizarre industrial heavy like hip-hop in a way that's like kind of comparable to Death Grips, but not really. <laughs> Be it like they just don't give enough of a fuck to actually try hard enough to push that element to like its extreme. So it just kind of sits in this bizarre like this is kind of weird. But at the same time, I don't really give a shit. And then uh, next, Big Sean. Uh, 
It's Big Sean. What do Big I, Sean. It's going to be bad. It's yeah. like, I don't know why people are hyping him up again. Yeah. He's not good. He's dropped one, like, a few good singles, bounce back being one of them. Yeah. But he's not going to bounce back. It's not. He's done. Yeah. His last album was probably his most okayest overall, I decided, but... I just, I just have a crippling feeling this is just gonna be terrible because yeah. he, he just when push comes to sub, Big Sean just does not try. Yeah, and that's what that's what makes them uninteresting. And then finally, Scorpions. I don't know why Jonathan put this on here. I don't um, think they have care. a new album coming out for some goddamn reason. If you don't know who Scorpions is, like Vincent did not. They're the people who made Rock You Like a Hurricane. And uh, and I'm, I'm honestly pretty sure that they were the main influence behind the band from This Is Spinal Tap. Especially in regards to how they like viewed their just album kept on cover. killing their drummer. <laughs> yes, no, like in terms of like their album covers getting like progressively more and more like vulgar and insensitive. One of their album covers had a naked child on the front, not like in the same way that Nirvana did it. Like it was just like a blatantly sexualized naked like underage child. Um, Scorpions can go fuck themselves. Um, the album's gonna be bad. They've always been bad. Um, I yeah. don't understand how they expect to be able to release an album in this day and age, and they won't give a shit. And then not get in trouble. Yeah. Remember when I told you uh, last week this is going to be a 10 minute segment? Yeah, this is way more than 10 yeah. minutes. Uh, that's it for this week's episode of the Anthony and Todd Show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, find us at Anthony Todd, youtube.com forward slash the Anthony and Todd Show if you want to find us there. Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and Spotify. Search the Anthony and Todd Show. And you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Anthony and Todd Show. Or you can donate money through Streamlabs if you want to support us. Streamlabs.com forward slash the Anthony and Todd Show. I think that's the right link. Um, yeah until next time guys i have been vincent i'm jonathan and we will see why is not outro music playing we know. will see you next time boyos boyos that's really waiting for me to do that no <laughs> that's new.